Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, stepmamas and truth seekers, welcome back to another episode of the Plus Her, a Stepmom Journeys podcast. I am your lovely host, Anne Lori Forbes, wife to one, stepmom to two, stepmom advocate, and a source of encouragement while I'm figuring it out just like you. I am excited. I truly enjoy a good story. And I am encouraged knowing that there are other loving stepmoms out there just doing their best. And by doing so, they are changing the evil stepmom narrative. So on this lovely Sunday morning, here's another treat from me to you. The story of stepmom and certified step family coach, Amelia Lane of Lane Step Family Coaching. Hi, Amelia. Hello. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to have you, and I cannot wait to dive into your story. So let's jump right in. Tell me a little bit about the beginning of your journey. How did it all start? My now husband, um, he was married with, and he had one daughter, and I had been engaged and had a daughter as well. I, I also had two stepchildren in that relationship. So when we got together in this relationship, we each brought one daughter and then we added our ours baby six years ago to our family. So that's kind of how it all, all began. Let me ask you, you mentioned when you were in a previous relationship where you were also a stepmom to two. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, when I ask people how was the beginning of their journey and how it all started, I always ask about, you know, what were their feelings, initial feelings and thoughts going into becoming a stepmom? But you were already a stepmom. So did that make you less hesitant? to start dating this guy or marry this man who had uh, a daughter or it didn't matter you were still hesitant about it the relationship i was in previously where i was engaged it was a very different relationship that i knew wasn't for me Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think going into this relationship i took it slower and i was more conscious but that didn't make the struggles any less difficult you could say i guess i was aware that there was going to be some bumps in the road but our struggles in this relationship were different than the ones I faced in the in the previous relationship. I really wasn't very involved with stepfamily issues okay. or with the issues with the children. So it was a very different time for me back then. So this was very new to me, this experience that I've I've had with my now husband. It was all it was all very new and very eye opening to me. Okay, well, that's interesting. The mm. fact that you were a stepmom before didn't necessarily give you an advantage this time around. Definitely new story, new it. journey. Um, if you don't mind sharing, can you share uh, some of the challenges that you had to overcome to get to where you are today as a stepmom? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think the first, the first real issue I had was kind of coming to the conclusion that the life I have always dreamed about, you know, growing up as a little girl, we don't we don't think about, I can't wait to be a stepmom. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to raise a child with, with another woman. Mm. Um, I, no one thinks like that. So when, 
when things got more serious in, in this relationship and I realized, you know, I loved this man and I was going to stay with him, um, it, it was really difficult for me to also know at that same time that the life I've always wanted and I'd always dreamed about wasn't necessarily going to be exactly what happened for me. I was never going to have at that point, I was already separated and had a daughter. So I was never going to have that nuclear family that I always dreamed about. Uh, so that was a really challenging thing to overcome. And, and I really dwelled on that sadness for a long time. And I didn't really know how to how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, as a step parent, or in my case, I should say, not everyone, but I didn't have a lot of people that I could talk to that I could that could relate to my particular situation. So it was difficult to express how you're feeling because people just can't relate. You know, they're, they mean well in what they say, but they, they can't really support you because they've not been through it. And being a step parent and living in a step family is, is just, as you know, very different. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my, that was a huge thing for me in the beginning was just learning that the reality I've dreamed or what I dreamed of was not going to be my reality. Once you accepted that and realized, uh, yeah, the picture you had in your mind, it was not going to be that. What did it do for you once you accepted that reality? How did it help you bond with your stepdaughter or, you know, move forward with this new family? I think for me, like a lot of it, I remember in the very, very early days, things like, you know, our special, we'll say holidays, you know, Christmas, we'll say, you know, we'd have to plan it around when will my stepdaughter be here and when does she have to go back to her mom's? And I would get really hung up on those things that it just, it wasn't happening how I'd always dreamt about when I was, you know, dreaming about a family. It wasn't, we're all going to, you know, sit and drink hot chocolate on Christmas Eve and wake up together Christmas morning and, you know, do all those things. It was going to have to be different. So in my early days, I just really dwelled on that what was not happening and you know again once I came to the conclusion and I and I accepted my reality I was able to embrace that yes our family was different and things would function differently but it was still okay and it was ours and we could still make it special in our own way by by implementing traditions and by implementing, you know, certain things, it could still be special to us and our family, even if it wasn't the traditional way of doing things. Does that make sense? Yeah, you have to let go of that picture you had in your mind. I mean, I've had to do that as well. The fact that my husband had children before we met. So him and I will never, even if we have a baby, you know, Mm -hmm. he's already experienced that with somebody else. And so I had to let go of, oh, it's just going to be picture perfect because that's not the reality. There's so many external factors. There's internal factors that affect like the blending process of the family. And yeah, you have to, it's hard, but you definitely have to let go of that fantasy that you have because that's not the reality of things. And I feel like the longer you hold on to that fantasy, the harder it is for you to move forward with your new family to bond with your stepchild and you're holding on to something that you're never going to have you chose this you stepped into this you fell in love with a man that has a child and things are going to be different yeah absolutely and it goes back to 
I remember in the beginning and, you know, even there can even be times now where this is said where we face something as a step parent that we find really challenging. And it, again, it might come from a well-intentioned friend or family member that's saying like, well, you know, you knew this was going to be hard or you knew that he had a child or you knew he had an ex. And the reality is like, we do know that as step parents or as people entering a relationship, we do know all of those things, but there's really no way to, for us to be able to comprehend the challenges that we're going to face in the emotion, like the level of emotion that's involved. Mm-hmm. You just, you, there's just no way of knowing it. So when, when I, I have found, when people have said that to me, like, well, you knew he had an ex-wife or you knew he had a, child and that things would be challenging yes I did but I didn't realize how difficult it could be at times and it's important to be able to talk about those things with people you can trust and people that um, aren't going to flip it back onto you and make you feel guilty for having these emotions because because they are big emotions and there are big things that happen in step families and we need to be able to have people in our lives that we can turn to to talk about them. I hate when people say that. I hate when people say, oh, you knew what you were getting into because you knew he had children. What? (laughs) I absolutely hate it. It's like telling someone who's having someone who's having a child and it's like well you already know that the baby's going to wake up every two hours but doesn't mean just because she knew (laughs) that going into being pregnant and giving birth doesn't mean that when the baby wakes up every two hours she can't say like man this is hard I am hella tired I am tired like she's allowed to say that even though she knows it even though she knows she has to feed the child every whatever hours and wake up it's still hard and she's allowed to say that and I feel one of the reasons why I hate when people say that is because when they say it they are completely dismissing you know our feelings or how we feel about it and dismissing what we're saying and it's my feelings my thoughts are valid so I know I married my husband and he had to two children yes I know that but I don't know how I'm going to react when these when external factors or whatever internal factors affect the blending process I don't know how I'm going to react to all of that and when I react to it and when I react to it my feelings are valid and I think this goes back to us you know definitely needing a stepmom tribe right like having a stepmom tribe where you can go to because your friends are not your friends who aren't step parents are not going to get it they just they don't may, know and it's not they yeah, don't. And it's not even their fault it's not their fault that they can't support you like it's just that if you're not in a step family and you've never been in that situation you can't possibly comprehend how it feels right so. and even our spouses as well um as mm-hmm. understanding and as patient as my husband is there are things that he will never understand because he's the biological parent and I'm not. And so there are things he will never understand. So it is so important to find your stepmom tribe that you can uh, speak to, you can vent to, you need a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on because even your spouse, the closest person to you, is not going to always understand what it is that you're feeling. And I've talked to my husband about that too. And not only do, for my particular situation, my daughter's um, biological father isn't involved. So my husband doesn't have that on my side where he's dealing with an ex. So a lot of the times we face a situation and 
and I'll have a reaction to it. And, and I'll say to him, like, you can't understand because you don't have to deal with another person in our lives the same way I do. Um, and the other thing is just being a male, he just, his brain doesn't <laughs> operate the same as mine. So there's sometimes when he's just like, you know, he'll sit and he'll listen and we'll talk through things, but sometimes he just can't get there with me. You know, he just can't comprehend why I feel that way or why I feel why my emotions are so big about something because to him it's not that big you know <laughs> don't even get me started yeah. like yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started there are times where I yeah. am speaking to my husband about something relating to of course the parenting journey and there's just a blank stare on his face and he really is trying to understand like he yeah. really is yeah. trying to be there for me and he may be even be holding my hand but there's a blank stare on his face and I'm like right you don't get it not only are you the he biological don't. parent but you're a man so you don't see all of yeah, the he, emotion <laughs> yeah I mean another thing that I really hugely struggled with maybe even more so than you know understanding my new reality was my husband and his ex-wife bought the house that we live in. Um, they they bought, they chose that house, they bought that house, this house together, and they lived here together with their daughter. So oh, wow, and that's the house you yeah. live in today. It is ten years later. Oh we're still my here. gosh! But when when we were dating and before I'd moved in, and I was well aware that 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 they had bought it together and that she had lived here and it bothered me but it didn't bother me a ton and so when we decided that I would move here I honestly didn't put a whole lot of thought into it because again like yes it bothered me but it didn't seem like this huge deal and once mm -hmm. I actually got here with my things I it was a change. huge deal it was really a huge <laughs> huge deal and I really struggled. I mean, there was times when like opening the bathroom door bothered me because I knew she touched the door handle. Um, Forget like, the bathroom door. What about the bedroom? The bedroom. How did you, how did you get, get over started. that? Don't even get me started. So shortly after moving in and me realizing that this house was what was bothering me a lot, Mm -hmm. And I knew that moving wasn't really an option for us at the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought, how can I, how can I make myself feel better living here? And so I suggested that we paint, like we need to just redo everything because, you know, it just needs to be different. And my husband, now they hadn't lived here all that long together, um, but long enough that they had done some painting and some things. And so when I suggested that we paint, like my husband thought I was a lunatic because to him, the paint was brand new and what was wrong with it? Take a little bit of time, not too long, but it took some conversations for me to be able to get across to him that it was about changing the space and making it ours together rather than me just moving in and living here and what was theirs. So it took me a really long time to be comfortable and it took a lot of changing things and buying new decor together and you know replacing a lot of things but 
I can honestly tell you sitting here today, 10 years later, like this is my home and I honestly don't plan to go anywhere. I plan to live here for my entire life. Wow. You have placed your mark. (laughs) I have placed my mark, but yeah, but I mean, to anyone who's been in this situation and I've been actually coached a couple right now who is in a similar situation and, and yeah, it takes time. It, It takes time to be comfortable. And like I said, replacing some of the, some of the things when you can afford to, obviously most people can't just afford to replace an entire mm-hmm. house, but that definitely helps as well. What did you have to keep repeating to yourself to get over that hump? Every single time you would touch the washroom door handle or go into your bedroom, what did you have to repeat to yourself to help you get out of those negative thoughts that you had? To be honest, a lot of times it was conversations with my husband that would be really helpful. And him just reassuring me that that this was our home together. And yes, he did buy it with her, but he doesn't live here with her now. And he chose to be with me. And he was, Mm -hmm. you know, he wanted me to be. And that this was our home and that we were raising our children together here. and, And it wasn't hers. I think reassuring words from him really helped me. But again, it, it was just, it was really a lot of time. Honestly, for me to be comfortable to, in the actual relationship, because I found as well, and maybe you have too, I haven't talked to a lot of people about this feeling, but that you kind of find yourself comparing yourself to the ex and worrying about, you know, for instance, they were together for X amount of years. And well, right now we've only been together for say one year. <laughs> So like she knows him better than I do. So for a lot of years, there was that involved. I just felt like she still knew him better and his family still had a, had still known her for a longer time. And so they had this deeper connection based on number of years. So I really got hung up on that. So again, it was time that helped me get over that feeling of, and just being comfortable in the relationship and being comfortable with myself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I had similar feelings. One of the main things I was hung up on was the fact that he's done this before or having mm-hmm. children. Like I said, even if we have a child together, he's already done it. So is he going to be really be into, oh, while wow, she's pregnant? Because it's like done and I've been there, done that type thing. He's done it twice, right? <laughs> we, have, yeah. we have two you know boys. What? I had that, like I... I was a parent when I came into this relationship and when we got pregnant with our son I had those same feelings that I still in this weird way was like sad that he'd already experienced that with someone else before me but I had already experienced it too (laughs) so I mean it was kind of silly in a way but I just found there was a lot of times yeah where we would be at at, at an appointment or something and you know, the first time we heard a heartbeat or whatever, and I would automatically think, well, he's done this with her. Um, Again, that was through a lot of conversation. And, you know, yes, he'd done it with her, but that was a different time. And now we were doing it together. And this was our special time. Mm -hmm. It's a great reminder for our fellow stepmoms who may be experiencing the same feelings he may have done it before in the past with somebody else but you're different you bring something different to the table he's doing it with you now and your story your journey is different focus on your future together and moving Absolutely. forward and at the end of the day 
he chose to be with you and you chose to be with him. So there you go. We've, we are, and we all have a past, whether we were married or not or have kids or not, but we also have a past and a history with other people. Um, so we yeah. sometimes need to remember that when we are getting hung up on, on our spouse's ex, that we too, you know, have a past. Yeah, we had a past as well. So if you had to pick one, what was your biggest lesson learned? Oh, my biggest lesson learned as a step parent is probably to take a step back. To understand that it's not my job to always be on and to always be involved and to always have a say. Sometimes my job is just to listen. And sometimes Mm. my job is just to let the two parents do the parenting. And I get to take a back seat and not be involved. But I had a really hard time with that for a very long time. Me too. I had a hard time. I really did. There's been so many. I'm not the type of person that, like, I like to be in charge of things. Um, So for me, when something would come up with my stepdaughter, I would automatically want to have a say or, you know, I would express my opinion. And I'd like to say I learned the lesson a long time ago, but I didn't. Mm. And it hasn't been until recently that I've learned that, you know what, I don't always get to have an opinion and I don't always get to have a say. And sometimes I just need to take a giant step back. And that's for my own like mental health as well, mm-hmm. because I would drive myself bonkers sometimes Crazy, yep. thinking this I could see what I would want to do in a situation and neither one of the parents would be doing that and I would drive myself crazy thinking why aren't they doing it and how can I help them see that this is what they should be doing or that we should be doing and you know it wasn't doing me any good and so I I have learned just to you know sometimes I can't fix it I can't change it so I just need to focus on my own kids and supporting my husband through whatever decisions he's making. It doesn't mean that I can't talk about what I think. It just means that sometimes what I think might not really matter. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard truth. Yeah, it really is. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, even my husband and I have different parenting styles and and views about something. So what matters to me doesn't necessarily matter to my husband and doesn't necessarily matter to his ex-wife. So she's not really going to care, you know, what I think about something if it doesn't matter to her as well. I mean, it's her child, so I don't get to have a say. That definitely makes sense. And like I said, that's a hard truth. And just like you, I, I would love to think that I learned that long time ago but um you know maybe I knew it but I definitely was reminded of it just recently that sometimes I have to step back and you know it was relating to my boys doing um school online um I wanted to step in and okay what are we doing what's the schedule going to look like okay who has a laptop who's doing this how are we doing homework how are we going you know, because everybody's at home. It's working at home. It's school at home. So yeah. how are we doing this? What are we doing? And I wanted to have a big game plan because that's who I am. I'm a planner. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. I like to have a good to-do list. I like to have a game plan. And so I went to my husband, I think three weeks before school started. And I'm like, what are we doing? This is what we're going to do. This is, And then he was like, well, first of all, I haven't even received the instructions from the school yet. So calm down. That's one. <laughs> 
And then, you know, yeah. he's, he's like, you brought some valid points. I'll think about it and I'll get back to you. Every week I was like, what are we doing? This and that. And then I just checked myself and realized, yeah. hey, maybe, maybe the school thing, because in previous years, I have never helped with homework. But yeah. I felt that because now they're going to be doing it, doing at home, I should do more. I should be right. more involved. Yeah. I should yeah. know more of what's going on because like what kind of stepmom am I if I don't even know mm-hmm. what's going on with my boy's school? So right. I felt like I should be doing more. And then I just like kind of checked myself and I said, is this one of those times where I need to step back? Maybe my husband, he has this. Maybe he doesn't necessarily need my help with this. Like maybe this is what this is what he will do. He'll take care of the school thing and I take care of other things in the home, right? And so yeah. I, I asked him because he still was not coming up with a game plan or coming and speaking <laughs> to me about it. And I think it was the first day of school in the morning. I was like, hey, do you need me? What are we doing? And then I said, babe, do you want me to step back with this? Because it's okay if you need me to step back. And I'm telling you, for a planner and a perfectionist, surprisingly, I found so much peace in just being willing and, and to accept the fact that my husband may need me to step back and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Cause I help in it's other okay. ways. I do yeah, other you're still things. A good stepmom. You're still a good stepmom, even if you don't have it all planned out and you're not there every second doing things. Right. But that's, that's the trouble with the step parenting role is like, we feel if we take that step back, that we're going to be viewed as that we don't care or that we're not involved or, you know, we mm-hmm. don't love our step kids. And so we always, you know, we're always fearing this judgment from from everyone, even from our stepchildren. Like my husband and I had a conversation about that during the very beginning uh, when homeschooling started back in March or April, where I was super stressed out because I was homeschooling three kids and homeschooling three kids on three different curriculums, I guess you could say. I was feeling really overwhelmed. And at one point I came to him and um, was just saying like about his daughter, this is what's going on. And it's all so much and I can't do all of these things. And he looked at me because it it was the end of the week at this point, And he said, I never asked you to do all of that. <laughs> you know, you took all that on yourself. And I wow. said, you know, I don't know if I should sit with her all the time. And you know, sit beside her and do it all the time? Or should I, you know, show her what to do and then let her do it? Is she going to think I don't care if I'm not sitting beside her? Is she going to think I'm too nosy mm-hmm. if I am sitting beside her? And he, he said, wow, like you think a lot. <laughs> and it's I like, said, wow, how did you get into this rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah, but as step parents, that's how our minds work. Sometimes that's how, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, depending on the situation with the ex, And if there's high conflict or there's, you know, difficult things going on, we don't know how we're supposed to be. And we find it really difficult to even exist in our own homes. Mm -hmm. So again, going back to, you know, he can't relate. And like you said, your husband can't relate to certain (laughs) things like that because they don't have to deal with being the step parent, right? right? They're never put in that position of, well, I don't know how I should act or what I should say or because they're not in that position so they can't possibly mm-hmm. understand what would certified step parenting coach amelia say to herself five years ago honestly i would say let the parents do the parenting you'll be so much happier and so much more at peace with yourself and with your relationship with your husband and mm-hmm. with your 
step family as a whole if you just step back. That doesn't mean step back and don't care and don't be involved. Right, I don't mean right. that. But I mean things like, I'll use an example of tutoring. My, my stepdaughter has required a tutor in the past, and I have a certain opinion about how that should happen. And uh, her mother has a different view. Mm-hmm. And because she didn't take the route that I think she should, I've been really hung up on that before. And if I would have just said, you know what, my stepdaughter has a mom and she's made her decisions and I don't need to have an opinion about this, you know, because I spoke about my opinion about it with my husband and and he did speak to his ex about this. They came to a conclusion. And so I needed to take a step back and just stop worrying about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really think that would be the biggest thing. If I could tell anyone anything, uh, if, if they're struggling in that way, take a step back and focus on your marriage or your relationship and focus on making your home a happy place to be. If there's high conflict going on, if, you know, your stepchild, if it's a difficult, you know, step-parent, stepchild dynamic, just focus on what can you do to make these visits the happiest. Because at the end of the day, the child did not ask to be in this position. They didn't ask to be born to parents who were then going to divorce and now they're forced to live between two houses. So we really need to learn as step parents and even as bio parents, let's be understanding of the difficult position that our kids are put in because it's not easy for them either. If it's not easy for us as adults, it's certainly Imagine not easy for them. these people as kids, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just not. Yeah, and I think too, for me, through coaching, I'm also a child of divorce. So I also have that aspect of it as well, where I can help people see through the eyes of a child and how a child could be feeling in a given, you know, in a certain situation. Happy you touched about the coaching, because that's where I want to go to next, your coaching business. So would you say the fact that you are a child of divorce, did that lead you to the step-parenting coaching business? I've always been a helper. As a child, I volunteered with my family, with my grandparents um, at CMHA workshops for psychiatric patients. Um, We had a family member with, with schizophrenia, so my family became very much involved in that world. Uh, And then as I got older, I went to college and I worked as a personal support worker for 10 years. So helping the elderly. Uh, And at the same time, I worked in group homes with psychiatric outpatients. So I've always Mm -hmm. had this desire just to help people. Once I started diving into this world that I found that like, wow, there's other stepmoms out there that feel like me. And I was beginning to have my feelings validated and being able to go online and just understand and educate myself that these were all normal things I was experiencing. And, and then, you know, working through all of and just being more aware of, of myself and doing some, some healing on my own. And once I realized I could become a certified step family coach and I can actually help other women or other step parents to work through these issues so that they don't need to feel as overwhelmed as I did. Uh, because I know it's a really lonely place sometimes when you don't have someone who really truly understands what you're going through it can be such a lonely place kind of what led me to want to do this because I want to help stepmoms I want to help step families be happy and and understand that yeah there's challenges but there's also happiness Um, and it's just learning to discover what the issues are 
and learn how to cope with them and, and sometimes how to overcome them to live a, a happier life. Well, thank you for going above and beyond in wanting to help blended families, stepmoms, stepparents by becoming a step-parenting cult. When I started my journey, I never knew this thing existed. I never knew there was such a thing as a step family coach. And I think it's so amazing that people who have gone through it now want to help other step parents who are struggling through it. So thank you for being one of those resources. I think that's so amazing. I was reading on your website. So you help step parents and step couples uncover, cope with, and overcome step family stressors. So Mm -hmm. what is your coaching method or approach to assist couples overcome those step-family stressors? Well, it's interesting that the couples I've coached will come to me with a particular, you know, when... When they book a session, I we don't just say, tell me all of the problems and let's fix them all at once because that's <laughs> impossible. So generally I ask, could you please send me, um, like when someone's booked a session with me, I'll start communicating via email and can you please send me one or two things that you'd like to improve on or that, that are not going well? And that kind of gives me an idea of you know, what we'll, what we will be talking about. Um, but the interesting thing is that once we start talking, we uncover that what we thought was the issue isn't necessarily the issue. Um, there's more to it. There's different pieces to the puzzle that they didn't necessarily see until we started diving into things. So I have found that we just start uncovering. And that's why I say we, you know, uncover and discover issues because we we sometimes don't even know what those issues are. Well, I want to take advantage because, hello, you're a coach. I'm here with you right now. <laughs> I want to take advantage and give you a little scenario. So I was actually reading an online blog. I think it was a blog about the common problems that blended families face. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that they listed was the potential for sibling rivalry. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you experienced mm-hmm. this in your family. Oh, we sure do. <laughs> okay, sure perfect. Do. Perfect. So you can tell me what would be your advice as a coach or from your own experience to step couples who are struggling with this problem in their blended family? So this is stepchildren that are having issues with each other? Yes. So for example, in your situation, it's like you came in with a daughter, your husband came in with a daughter. But if those two daughters are not getting along, constantly fighting, and Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's tension there, how do you help step couples? How do you help them overcome that? One of the first really important things to do, and especially true to, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just assume that one of those children, stepchildren, lives more time with the couple than the other one does. Yeah, let's but perhaps, say that. But, but perhaps <laughs> not. Regardless, though, uh, I think one of the, the main key points would be ensure that the biological parents of those children in that step family are spending one-on-one time with their own children. Because Mm. I think for starters, kids really start to feel threatened when they enter into a step family that their biological parent isn't going to love them as much or their biological parent, you know, not all the attention is going to be on them, which sure, our kids need to understand their attention. You know, our, our attention as parents isn't always on them, but they need to understand, especially during the early years of step family, that despite the fact that mom and dad aren't together, they still love them and and kids Mm -hmm. need that reassurance like they really do and they can get that reassurance by one-on-one 
um, activities with that parent. Uh, I would also think that, you know, planning things as a family that are not going to necessarily leave room for arguments or bad behavior, whether it just be a simple movie night. Planning things as a family, you know, even baking, baking cookies together, um, Mm -hmm. things like that, where the kids are in an environment where there's not room for arguing. No one can really get themselves into trouble, but you're working together as a family and you're bonding together. Um, That is definitely very helpful. I know one thing we face in our home is different rules for different children. So like I said, my daughter is is always here. My stepdaughter goes back and forth. And obviously our son is always here. My daughter has different rules than my stepdaughter about things like phone use. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a struggle at times where you know, gets angry, why is, why are her rules different? Or why can she do this? And, you know, it comes down to, these are our rules. And this is our home. And this is how it, how it works here. And sometimes kids just need to understand, and they need to learn that rules are different. You know, there's different rules for, you know, when you go to school, and there's different rules for when you go to certain places. So sometimes it's just like a life lesson of there's different rules. And that's just the way that it is. They cope. My daughter copes and she doesn't always like it, but that's life. Um, So, but yeah, I think uh, as for the sibling rivalry, and it's also really important. I think a lot of people get hung up on like step family, like my step kids are fighting, or the step siblings are fighting. But Mm -hmm. let's be honest, kids fight like my own kids, like you wouldn't believe. So, I think there's like a a certain level of normalcy to that. And I think also it's okay to a certain degree Mm -hmm. for children to disagree. I mean, they need to learn conflict resolution and they need to learn how to interact with people. And they're not always going to have to, they're not always going to be around people that they absolutely love being around. And so again, it's a great learning opportunity. Like, you know, Hey, little Susie, I know Johnny drives you crazy. You know, that's life. And sometimes we're around, you know, co-workers that drive us insane. So, you know, preparing them for the real world, preparing them for the, yeah. But also, you know, sit and talk to the child when like one-on-one, like if that's the case, like little Johnny is driving me crazy. Why? You know, rather than like, that's just life, ask the child what's going on and let them feel comfortable to talk to you. Like, let them tell you, I'm jealous. I'm Mm. sad. I'm, you know, whatever it is, don't judge them. Don't, you don't necessarily need to give them answers right away or respond. Just let them talk to you because you'll be amazed at what they'll talk about when you create that space for them where they feel safe. If I can add, I mean, I'm not a coach, but (laughs) if if I can add, don't be defensive and dismissive when they do come to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So to tie it all back to your personal story, how has coaching other blended families or stepmom helped you along your journey? I think it goes back to until you are in a step family, you you just can't comprehend the level of emotions and the different challenges that you face. So I think me having real life experiences, again, through being a child of divorce and growing up with parents in separate homes and I had sisters that lived in a separate home full time with that with my mom and her husband um so just having these real life can that help me relate to couples 
um, rather than that I've just read a textbook about step families and now I'm an expert. I've actually lived through so many of these experiences. So I think that's yeah. been really helpful and being able to really relate to step moms on a really personal level mm-hmm. when they open up to me about things that they feel and I can say, I have felt that. I know what you're feeling. And I think just being validated by someone often really helps us to to cope. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's you can't find this in the book yet. There, I'm sure there's many resources out there, many books out there for parenting and step parenting and that. But until you've lived it and gone through it, I feel mistakes are the best teachers. Experience is the best teacher. Once you go through it and you learn, that's the best way. I think that that trumps reading any book about it. Absolutely. It, it really does. And I'm not trying to diminish going to a therapist who's a psychiatrist or a psychologist, right, you no. know, been through school. I'm not diminishing that. And my job isn't to do what they do. My job is to uncover your situations in the moment and let me mm-hmm. find a positive way of resolving or or at least coping with. Let's help you to live your happiest life right now in the moment with what you're currently dealing with. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, thank you for your insight today, Amelia, and uh, for sharing pieces of your personal stepmom journey with us. So to conclude, Plus Her Journey is about sharing the real stories of stepmoms and changing the evil stepmom narrative that we've all grown accustomed to. So I want to know, in your opinion, how can we change the evil stepmom narrative? Uh, I think by talking about our real life real experiences um, and making us into actual human beings rather than Mm. you know the Disney the Disney character sitting in her bed being served tea (laughs) I think talking about it because I I think in talking about it I shared something a few weeks ago on my Instagram about the way that I love my stepdaughter versus the way that I love my own biological children and so many people reached out to me and thanked me for being honest about that. So I, I just think, you know, honesty and, and it wasn't just like step parents, it was biological parents as well, just saying like, thank you for helping me to understand. So again, just keeping the conversation go learn and be more aware is, is I think how we're going to overcome that evil, evil stepmom narrative. I'm right there with you. Before I let you go, tell our listeners, where can they find you to connect with you or if they're interested in looking into your services? Sure, yeah. So my website is lanestepfamilycoaching.com or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at lane.stepfamily.coaching. Perfect. Well, like I said, thank you for sharing your story with us. I just love that as stepmoms, we're able to not only help each other, but learn from one another. And I'm sure that your story will be a source of hope and inspiration for a fellow stepmom. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for letting me come on air. And I do hope that, you know, even if I can reach at least one person and help them, that's my goal. I just have this feeling that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Show me some love. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And spread the love with another stepmom by sharing this episode with her. You just never know. This might be the encouraging word she needed to hear. And lastly, let's stay connected. Check me out at Plus Her Journey on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.